0: Hello and welcome back to the Dear Self with Love podcast. My name is Jenna and I'm your host. If it's your first time tuning in, this podcast is a space to dive into the relationship that matters the most, the one that you have with yourself. We look at themes of self-love, self-reflection, and we dive into the subconscious side of things because that is where my training is at. And you are tuning in to a very special episode that is going to be part of a mini-series where I am sharing clips from the archives of my uh, previous Mental Wealth Method program, which was a three-month program, a certification program for um, life coaches, life coaches in the making, uh, space holders, parents, creatives... Uh, therapists, um, like Reiki practitioners, so many different types of folks um, coming through that program. But the intention was to learn about neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, time techniques, life and success coaching, and really at the root of all of it was understanding and um, learning about the subconscious mind. So you are tuning into an archival episode that is celebrating sort of the end of an era. Um, As I wrap things up and I go through this archiving process, I am opening the doors one last time to the portal. Uh, I've taken what used to be the program that was happening in live cohorts and I've turned it into a self-study portal so you can still have access to all of the amazing information. It's of course no longer a certification program because you're going through it on your own, but I really wanted to remove barriers to this knowledge um, because it goes far beyond just using it with clients. It's such an incredible tool to use in your own life, for yourself, in your own self-love practices. Um, if you're a parent, to use your communication skills with your kids, um, and just life in general. It's a a wealth of knowledge, and um, I'm really excited to share a preview of it with you here today. So for this first mini-series, we are going to be kicking off with the definition of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, because it's the number one question I get, When I tell people that I'm a NLP master practitioner and trainer, they look at me like I'm speaking a different language and I have to break it down. Um, I go into longer definitions just so that you can get a real deep understanding of what it is, if you've ever been curious, and also what it is so that you can even know if this is something you'd like to learn more about and take advantage of the archival sale before the self-study goes into the vault forever at the end of this month. The sale is happening May 21st to May 31st, and I will be rolling out little previews as a part of this mini series to celebrate the sale and the end of this chapter um, with you between now and then. So please enjoy this first introduction into NLP as we look at the supercomputer that is your mind. So let's get into it, we're going to build the foundation by first starting with the definition of NLP. Now if you're to Google the definition of NLP, a lot of different things would come up and On most of my discovery calls with people, I end up going over the definition because that's everyone's number one question, is they know it's powerful, but they're like, what is it? I still, I don't know. I've like looked up all these definitions, but I still don't know what it is. And I'm going to share with you my two favorite definitions, and you're going to find your own way of talking about it. You're going to find the definitions that really work for you. Um, but I'm going to share my favorite one that is straight from uh, your workbook and just breaks it down word by word neuro linguistic programming, and the other, the metaphor of thinking of a computer. Okay, so. Let's first begin with the word breakdown, neuro-linguistic programming. If we isolate the word neuro, we know that that means nervous system or our mind, which we use to experience the world through our senses. This includes visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory. And you'll learn later on in our time together that these different senses are actually a really big part of how we take in the world. Which you know that, right? You know that. We learned that growing up. But did you know that it still is absolutely embedded into the way you talk and the different language predicates that you use? You can tell by just listening to someone speak if they're highly visual, highly auditory, highly kinesthetic, highly olfactory, or highly gustatory just by listening to the words that they use. And we'll get more into that soon. But our five senses are so important because they go into the linguistic portion. And this is how we are communicating with ourselves and with the world. So when I say communicating with ourselves, I mean internal dialogue. I mean the pictures that your mind creates when you're inspired by an idea or running through worst case scenario of an event that is happening in your life or unfolding right? This internal dialogue is made up of pictures, sounds, feelings, smells, taste, and can sometimes be playing on a loop. Have you ever experienced that where a thought is just playing on a loop in your mind? This is the internal dialogue. And then it also influences our external dialogue because... You can tell a lot about someone's internal dialogue by the way they externally communicate. You can identify different beliefs that they have, different value systems that are really important to them, and maybe even see and understand how something that's going on in their life, whether it's personal or uh, something more global, big, political, um, or social going on, you can tell a lot about how they feel about that internally by how they communicate externally. So think of linguistic as communication, language. And then programming, the final word of NLP, is all about discovering the programs, patterns, and strategies that we run in order to fulfill those belief systems, those value systems, um, and even achieve our goals or execute our problems. Because you do have a way of doing problems. That's something that you'll learn. That NLP, when we're helping someone get from point A to point B and they're not where they want to be and they have a problem, we literally come out and ask them, how do you do the problem? How do you do the problem? And this is the program. This is the pattern. This is the strategy behind that. And when we get into the how you do the problem, that's what makes NLP so different than traditional talk therapy because we're not talking about the problem over and over again. We're not reliving the past. It's actually very future uh, based. It's very uh, future paced where we're only taking the information about how you do the problem. That's the part that's important. We don't actually need all of the context, which is why this work can be so rapid and so transformational because someone who might be deeply associated um, when talking about the past or talking about a problem, they might find tremendous relief in not having to relive something over and over again. They can just tell you how they do it. Well, I start here and then this happens and then I end up thinking this and then I'm totally Uh, trapped in my own thoughts, right? Whatever that is, and we'll get more into how you uncover that uh, very soon in the coming weeks, but whatever that process looks like, once we know how they do it, we don't actually have to keep revisiting the problem. We get to shift into solving it. We get to shift into clearing it. We get to shift into moving those programs and those patterns around so that it serves them and helps them, and supports them. And this really leads me into my second favorite definition, which is the metaphor of the computer. So if you think of a computer that has a desktop, let's think of a desktop computer that has all these neatly organized files, folders on the desktop. All those folders are how your mind organizes what you're taking in. You can think of the folders as the filters, and those filters are unique to you. Everyone is going to have different filters, different folders. But your unconscious mind stores different beliefs in different places. So you might have a folder that actually holds on to your limiting beliefs around money and wealth. And that area of your mind is already deeply programmed. So in order to start to rewire things and to reorder things, we're going to need to know a lot about how that area of your mind does the problem, runs a strategy, runs the program. So we might click on the folder, go look inside and see how everything's stored. You know how on a Mac you can like have things organized and it can be all gridded, but you also know how if you don't have that function turned on, it can be really sporadic and like all over the place a limiting belief folder might look something like this. Now, if we go back to the desktop and we're on the desktop and we look at a different folder that has the area of the mind that holds on to beliefs that are no longer true. This is beliefs like Santa Claus is real. I'm 10 years old. I live in a town that I don't live in anymore, like something that was once very true to you but is no longer true, your brain has a category, a filing system, a folder that holds on to all of that. And it's really very deep. You don't think about it. It's not true to you anymore. So it's in a completely different part of your brain than the part of your brain that's running all of these um, limiting beliefs and limiting stories on repeat for you. So it's categorized completely differently. So in order to learn more about how that part of the brain is storing beliefs that are no longer true, we need to go into it to explore how that stores information and learn more about that. And this can go on and on with like how we store beliefs that are really positive, beliefs that are absolutely true to us, beliefs that help us Uh, achieve our goals. Normally, there's an area of your life that you do feel really, really positive about. And when you go and you look at that area of your life that's going really well, and you look at the beliefs that you hold in that area, you can learn so much from that specific area of your life and actually apply, map across what's going on in your part of, in that part of your brain, in that part of your life, to the part of your life that you want to make better the part of your life that feels really rough, that feels really sticky. It feels like moving through mud. And for we're going back to the desktop and you have all these different folders that keeps all these different types of beliefs and value systems organized, it's really just a filing system. So NLP the metaphor that I love to think about is the filing system of the mind. And when we understand how that filing system works, we're able to move things to different places to better organize it so that you're able to tune in to the beliefs that are going to lead you towards your success, that are going to help you achieve your goals. And it's not really about eradicating and getting rid of the things that no longer serve you. It's about putting it in a different place so it is less intense, and then bringing forward the parts that are very positive and are going to help you accelerate towards your goals with that natural momentum that already exists. So NLP really feels like magic sometimes, um, and it can appear like magic until you learn the techniques and just see how it's broken down. But at the end of the day, it's literally just talking about how you store information through your nervous system, how you process that information linguistically, and how you program that information by putting it in your different folders. And it's just moving it around at the end of the day so that you can align to a life that works for you, works in your favor, serves you, feels really good. And these two definitions the words and the metaphor of the computer of the desktop of the filing system works really well as we move into thinking of the nlp communication model that's the the head diagram in your workbook because all those folders of information that are happening on your desktop um, are being dictated by your internal representation, how you're taking in the world through those filters, through those folders. So this means depending on the time, depending on the location, depending on the mood, depending on your memories, depending on your decisions, your beliefs, your values, your identity, and how you see yourself. Because when you were born age zero to age seven, you were a walking unconscious mind. You are basically in a state of hypnosis, downloading all of this information, taking in everything from your surroundings, whether it was your family, your school, the media, church, whatever it might be, even billboards, even advertisements, even the things that were being talked about on TV or on the radio, all of that was being downloaded into your unconscious mind and contribute to the beliefs and the value systems that you have and also can make up your identity, be part of what makes up your identity, all from the age zero to seven. So all of these internal filters that are based on our life experiences and what we experienced during that time and what we continue to experience based on our location and our mood and our other memories that have piled on top of that is how we're taking in all that information. But Our unconscious mind never wants to make a liar out of us. So those beliefs and those value systems that we already have, the foundation that we already have that was practically given to us because it was just being downloaded when we were so young and we didn't consciously have the choice of whether or not we were receiving or um, like putting up a wall, a barrier of the information that we didn't want to download because of all of that. We're constantly deleting, distorting, and generalizing information to serve what we already believe. Deleting, distorting, and generalizing to serve all the beliefs that you already have. So that means when you're taking things in, when you're seeing things visually, you're hearing things uh, through that auditory, you're feeling things kinesthetically, you're taking in all that information Two people looking at the exact same thing, going through the exact same experience, will have completely different experiences and memories and recollections of how things happened because they are deleting, distorting, and generalizing information based on their internal belief system. And this is really empowering because it allows you to realize that the people closest to you, if you ever have disagreements, or your clients, if they're having a really hard time with something sticking you have to remember that everyone is having a completely different experience based on things that were out of their control and that they are doing the best they can based on these filters that they already have. We are always surrounded by so much information and our subconscious mind is the powerhouse, the power system, the driver of that computer that helps us filter out things so that we know what we're focusing on consciously. At any given moment, your subconscious mind is filtering through 2.3 billion bits of information, but that 2.3 billion bits of information are being funneled down to 126 bits. That's like if you hold your finger up, your your hand up and you create a little pinhole between your pointer finger and your thumb a tiny little pinhole and you hold it up to your eye and you close your other eye you hold it up to one eye close your other eye and you're in this big room and you have this 360 view where you can like turn around and look and you fix yourself or you're only facing one direction and you're holding this little pinhole up to your eye that's approximately 126 bits And that information that you're seeing is all being filtered through the belief systems you already have, the value systems you already have, and it's being deleted, distorted, and generalized to serve what's already in place. So that's another reason why working with the mind, working with NLP is so powerful because we can change that 126 bits and we can change those belief systems so that you can start to see the world differently and you can start to control that 126 bits so if you have a belief system that is all about uh, finding love is hard and you only had examples of love being hard to find growing up in your life every example of love you had was something tragic or it fell apart or it never lasted And now here you are, an adult in the world, and you're trying to find that partner, but you have this self-fulfilling prophecy that every time you get into a relationship, something happens and it crumbles, that's your 126 bits. There's actually so much else happening outside of that 126 bits, but you're only allowing yourself to see... That very, 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 very small percentage of what's going on because your subconscious mind is filtering out everything, deleting, distorting, and generalizing information to serve you. And yes, it can serve you in a negative way, but it doesn't think of it as serving you in a negative way. It actually thinks it's helping you. It thinks it's protecting you because at one time it did protect you. It protects you to look out for all the bad things. Your subconscious mind will always seek the threats over the rewards. So working with our mind, working with these systems that are already in place and understanding the communication model, how we see the world and what's coming in and how we're processing it internally is enough to give you a breakthrough. You're probably already having breakthroughs just by listening to this information and understanding that every single thing that you are experiencing on a day-to-day basis is being deleted, distorted, and generalized to serve your internal representation. And this can allow us to have more patience with those around us can allow us to have more patience with ourselves and understanding if you get into those negative loops of like why does this always happen to me you can easily realize that this happens because of your whole life of the conditioning that happened as you were a young child as the experiences you've had moving through your life and today right now as you're listening to this you get to step into a place of empowerment because you know this information and you're gonna gain all the tools over the next 90 days to learn how to do something different about it okay there you have it we have our first clip from the archives, and I'm so curious to know how that landed with you, if it created clarity for you, um, if it helped you connect any dots, or even just learn more about yourself already through um, just understanding the definition deeper and how it can be a bridge to the subconscious mind. Um, what you just listened to is a clip from what I called the audio learning pre-studies where I sent out pre-studies every week where people were supposed to just like listen to usually an hour to 90 minutes of audio to just let it wash over them while they're busy doing something else or sinking into um, a walk or like multitasking so that their brain would start to pick up things of what they would be learning that week. So, we would be meeting in Zoom rooms for live lessons, but their subconscious mind would sort of already be, uh, in a way, primed for learning that stuff because they've already picked it up. So, the audio learnings were one of, like, my students' favorite parts about this because they just felt like it was listening to a podcast about their subconscious mind, and um, it was really fun to be able to share that with them in that way. I still vividly remember recording them because they were um, just infused with so much passion and excitement for this work and for this content. And I think you can really hear that in my voice where I'm just like, I'm excited. And I feel every single minute of those 60 to 90 minute audios, I'm just um, going for it. And I'm really happy that I got to share it with you here today too, so if that resonated with you, be sure to look out for the next part of this mini-series where we are going to dive deeper into understanding the prime directives of the subconscious mind. That's where I'm going to walk you through an actual part from the manual that is a, like, literally a list of really powerful, um, like, kind of instructions or facts, uh, Or you can kind of think of it as like an operating system, is another word for prime directives that your subconscious mind operates from. So, sort of like a way to hack your own system of like understanding that these are the rules that your subconscious mind lives by and operates by, and how you can lean into that because it's already happening. So, if you have the information to know about what's happening on that deeper level, you can use that to your advantage to help the way you communicate with yourself, help the way you communicate with others, how you build habits, inform habits easily and more quickly, uh, and, oh, amongst a few other things. So be sure to press that subscribe button if you have not already so that you always get an email when a new episode is live and can just soak up that uh, information. Uh, I'm so happy that you're here. And if you're interested in just checking out the sale, A reminder that it's going on from May 21st to May 31st, 2023. And the portal, the Mental Wealth Method portal, along with a few other offers like my On Purpose Hypnosis album, the Spread the Wealth mini course, um, and my Supercharging Your Space Holding Practice with Subliminals workshop are all for sale in the archival sale, and you can check out the link for that below. Uh, I appreciate you and if you're someone who's been in this world of mine for a while and you already have access to these things, I invite you to share this with someone you think that would benefit as well. Grab a new study buddy and bring them into the loop and go back through the content together. This is always there for you and once you go through it, you embody it on a certain level and you have this as a resource for the rest of your life, your own upgrading system. For moving forward with more kindness and compassion and understanding for yourself. So, hope that you enjoyed this first clip and I will catch you in the next episode. Until then, take good care of yourself. Bye bye.